Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked, go to adelgreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adel-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. Saying what you really felt and using a feminine voice in that way, what was the benefit for you of speaking out? Was there a benefit? Um... Not monetary, <laughs> because we were banned by the, our songs were banned by the SABC in the old dark days. Um, we never had our sponsorship from anybody, ever. No one ever gave. We always, whatever we did, we used our own money. And um, we weren't that good with business, I have to confess. The one, if I could do anything better in my life, it would be to learn more about business. Because we just, you know, we were a bit foolhardy. We'd use our own money and win some. We'd have some shows that were a success and other shows we'd lose and then we'd cry. And then we'd have to go on the road again and sing another way. So not really financial. Um, also, being an entrepreneur, now this... All women actually should un- should hear this. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, you must understand that you, there are certain benefits you're not going to have. You're not going to have a pension, and you're not going to have all the benefits if you big that you would have if you uh, work for a big company like medical aid and uh, housing subsidies. We have none of that. We everything that we have. This this beautiful house that we're sitting in. Yes, that you said how how lovely it was. It, it's this is filled with beautiful things that I've collected over my our whole lives. Um, but we we got it through our own blood, sweat and tears. And, um, and we don't have any pension and we don't have any life insurance. So it's scary. So everybody out there, if you, if you do want to go for it yourselves, which I encourage you to do, uh, especially in the tough times that we're all living in now, not only South Africa, but all over the world. Be aware that you're not going to have that protection that you have if you work for a bank all your life. But who wants to work for a bank all your life? So <laughs> then just um, learn a bit about um, financial management. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. would be my lesson um, to myself and to listeners out there. Yeah. Um, you know. It's a very practical point because when you live from your heart, there's a part of us that doesn't want to fit the norm. We don't necessarily want to do what's actually required to live in the world as it is. Yes. So we do have to be practical in yes. terms of how yes. we we make it work and the other things that it is that we need to take 
care of because that is part of taking care of ourselves. And Absolutely. if you don't take care of yourself, you can't live from your heart. You can't truly give from all of. I mean, you can't help poor people unless you have some money yourself. You know, you're completely right. You see, it's it. a reality of the world. And yeah. as I say, you know. Uh, I come from a large family. I'm one of seven children. My mother was Afrikaans. She was an orphan. She was born in the Langloof and she was brought up in an orphanage. So she came, she had nothing. She had nobody to teach her. And um, she came out, met my father, who was Eng from England, Jewish. And of course, in those days, in the, in the recession, he had to leave school to come to earn money because it was... Um, it, you know, it was the recession time in the, in the 30s. And uh, he also came out penniless. And my mother and father, you know, met. And in those days, it was quite unusual to have an English Jew uh, marrying an Afrikaans woman. And, um, and then together, they had seven of us. And it was always a struggle. But, um, you know, my father had a great sense of humor. And he, he always just, you know, knew that he would make things meet. And it was important, you know, for him to, to just enjoy life. My mother wanted the family. She never, you know, she didn't have a family. She didn't ever had parents, and um, and she just wanted all of us. And um, I think I learned a lot from both, but but mostly from my mother, which is to really work hard, not be afraid uh, to go after your dreams. From my father, of course, I learned to show off and be on the stage. <laughs> Talking about dreams and coming back to the vagina monologues, which is such an important piece for you. Touching on what is almost sacred and vulnerable for women. What did the voice for women do in the South African community when you performed the vagina monologues? And what are you aware of was the impact in other places like Europe and the States? Well, um, I don't know if it had any impact in terms of legislation anywhere in the world. I'm not sure, but, I, but hold that thought because I'm coming to the terrible mutilation of women, which is a female genital mutilation. Mm -hmm. What the vagina monologues did, I think internationally and certainly in South Africa, was to raise awareness, to lift that veil and, um, and to um, allow women to now really possibly understand their, not only their bodies, but their thoughts and their feelings. Um, and it has had a ripple effect. I know that. Wherever I go, if you mention the name uh, Vagina Monologues, people say, oh yes, you know, I know about the Vagina Monologues. And oh, please, will you bring it back? Bring it back, bring it back. And of course, Eve Ensler uh, must have raised, I think, you know, as you, I think you said, millions and millions of dollars. Yes. In terms of actual le legislation, um, I don't think it had a direct influence there. I know that in South Africa, of course, our government um, has a special ministry. Um, uh, you know, there's a, we have a minister of, of, of women, um, you know, women's issues, women's causes, to try and, and address the terrible mm -hmm. problems of rape and, um, you know, what happens to women and, and of course, uh, babies and, and the boy child as well. Uh, we must never, ever forget um, the terrible violence against uh, children. But what I think is interesting is that more and more countries seem to be banning uh, female genital mutilation, aren't they? I think, yes. isn't Syria? Syria's banned it? Stopped yeah. it? And, I mean, wouldn't that be absolutely amazing if that could be stopped? I mean, how dare any human, you know, mutilate the part of the woman that gives the pleasure. Why shouldn't we have pleasure 
through our clitoris, which of course is, is the part of the, vag- of the vagina that gives the pleasure. And, and tragically, of course, um, adult women collude in holding down their own, own daughters um, you know, when, the, when this, is, this terrible mutilation is, is t- takes place. And I think that, that it must be stopped throughout the world. That is what I would want to happen. And I think maybe Vagina Monologues has helped that. As an actress, was there ever any reaction from the crowds, especially women, that surprised you? Well, no, not really. The response was as warm and as outgoing and as wonderful. What I found was that when I, maybe it won't stop ever, when I, because when I do it, when I walked forward and I would ask the audiences, um, please stand, you know, if you've been abused and then stand if you know anyone I would find myself crying you know I would just find myself welling up and um, there were there was a huge amount of tears and I think it's because we opened up you know parts of ourselves that have been squashed for so many uh, years all our lives I mean I know that I had an experience of, of of terrible abuse when I was young and I have squashed it and I don't particularly talk about it and you know but doing the vagina monologues would open up those those wounds and then I would find the tears coming and and I think that so many women then would come to us afterwards or write this write stories or write letters and thank you you know thank you thank you because you know I was able to mm-hmm. to really at last be able to stand up and and, and be counted yeah. wow so that's an acknowledgement that's a big acknowledgement of self yes yeah. yes but women are all about opening up I mean we're all about opening up everything in our anatomy is about opening up and the of way course we it receive is. families and what we do how we absorb and transform yes, by of opening up and yes. dealing with vulnerability yes. you know Adele I mean look um, this is controversial but it's fine you the I'm sure your program is uh, doesn't Abs- mind controversy no. um, I have a huge problem with uh, religion and what religion really I mean I touched on it before but what religion has actually uh, done um, over the years over the centuries the most terrible atrocities for example the, the Catholic Church and and what is coming out now which is the um, abuse of boys um, you know by Catholic priests you know and there's this amazing movie spotlight that's just come out that won an Os- the oscar but that's been going on for many 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 years um and it goes down to the roots of the fact that sorry catholics i'm sorry my darlings priests should not be celibate yes they can be they can they can be devoted to to christ yes of course mm-hmm. that's fine but it's completely unnatural so what do you expect these priests to do? Mm. They are they are males. I mean, you know, they, mm. <laughs> so and then of course there's been wars um, in the name of religion and burkas. The way I mean, how you know the covering up of women so that only their eyes are allowed to show. Why? I mean, how how dare um, <laughs> men do that to women? You know. <laughs> yeah, well, we quite liberated women. I mean, that's that's what we, the, what you know the whole purpose yes. of the chat show is. It's really giving people, asking people to take their power back to be who they are. Conservatism really bothers me. It's the conservatism. We're not allowed to show our knees and we're not allowed to speak about that (laughs) subject. And if we're going to have sex, we've got to have the lights off. And it can only be the missionary position. What is, I mean, what is the missionary position? You actually mentioned a position. (laughs) 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 But, But this is it. I mean, I got a hiding as a child 
I think I was in high school for saying somebody was pregnant. This woman was seven months pregnant. I got a hiding for mentioning yes. she was pregnant. So, and I'm sure it's different all over the world, but in South Africa, if you grow up in an Afrikaans home, yes. it's very conservative. I mean, yes. you'll go to hell. For, yes. for, for putting a book on the Bible. Yes. And it's, I'm not blaming religion, but I am blaming the way we are taught to do things because that's how it's supposed to be. Whether it's a, an author authoritative system mm. that you buy into, a belief mm. system, a religion, yeah. A, yeah. A, you know, any anything that you choose to buy into. You know, which um, brings that me... That tells you how to be who you are. Which brings me, in a way, also to uh, to the different uh, genders that that we know that we've had uh, throughout time immemorial. That we have so-called heterosexual people, and we have uh, lesbian people, women who like women, and gay people, and men who like men, and we have bisexual people who like both, and we have uh, transvestites, and we have transsexuals, and we have so many different um, genders. Now, I think I'm privileged yes. because in show business, in theatre, in the world of my world, in the entertainment you know the art any artistic uh, field there there's a lot of gay people and we've grown up with gay people and we accept everybody we just accept like we accept all races and all cultures somehow the uh, the arts people in the arts you know seem to be more open we we just seem to be more accepting we and I and I, that's why I love my my theater industry um, I love the people that I work with I love everybody who's in my industry you know can you imagine how many people have suffered that terrible stigma and had to hide even you know, within their own families yes because they would be ostracized thrown out um and and that is so tragic to me it 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 just gives me so much rage and so much a feeling of such compassion towards uh, gay people. So thank goodness South Africa's constitution is amazing and it's starting um, that, you know, to, to open up. As you mentioned, conservative Afrikaans families. Can you imagine how many of those lovely, beautiful, sensitive Afrikaans boys were whipped by their fathers, you know, because maybe they, you know, they were didn't want to pay, play rugby or you know, go out and slaughter the sheep or whatever. Yes, I mean, it's still, it's still accepted today that we bring up our children, and I often speak to parents, who it, they want the kids to be bullies yes. because they don't want them to be bullied. Yes. Now, what is the difference between either on the one side or the other? And this is where the work of the vagina monologues, although the focus has completely been on women yes. being more liberated and speaking yes. about the unspoken. Yes and actually saying the words which yes. makes people want to look away but yes. it, it puts them in a position to feel it counts it's so much bigger than that uh. because it's bigger than gender uh. it's bigger than race like yes. you said yes I, I must say um, Eve Insa, you know, is, is a genius uh, a fearless woman because she was the one who started this movement and I'm so privileged that I met her when she came to South Africa and she actually chose me she said I like your energy she said yes you know, I'll give vagina monologues to you to produce. You know, and I was so, it, it just was such a wonderful um, affirmation, you know, for me. And, and That's an incredible acknowledgement. I mean, just the opportunity. Yes, And how amazingly did. you did it. Yes. Do you know how many people attended the audiences in South Africa? In South Africa? Well, um, sure, that's a hard one. I'd, I, I would have to really think hard but it would be um, you know at least a hundred thousand I suppose and we as I say we did raise um, a lot of money um, for shelters in fact one shelter in in Port Elizabeth what is it called Yokosilla Haven. Uh, Haven 
thank you. Uh, Des has just walked in. Thank you, Des. Yokosilla Haven, um, the wonderful woman who, who runs Yokosilla Haven in Port Elizabeth, was recently given an OBE by the Queen for her work, you know, um, her wonderful work in um, in helping abused women and their children. And uh, and I was so thrilled that, that actually, you know, I'd been part of helping her sustain her her wonderful shelter. So, you see, it's a ripple thing, Adele. You know what I, I really believe in um, is you, you throw a pebble into a pond and just watch those ripples. So I think of myself then as the pebble. That's me, my life, my what I stand for, what I believe in. And then throw it in the pond, then around that first ripple are my children and, and then my grandchildren, and I hope to influence them, and then my immediate family, my sisters and brothers, and then my close friends, and then the community in which I live, and then my industry, which is why I do the, the Naledi Theatre Awards. Because um, with, before we started the Naledi Theatre Awards, there was nothing to acknowledge uh, and reward excellence in South African theatre. And every human on this planet, Adele, needs to be affirmed. They need to be given a gold star on their forehead, you know, like the, the teacher does when you're a child. It's a huge amount of work. My, uh, my panel of judges and I have to see 70 productions a year. But when you go to the awards and I see the joy and the way the, the peers, the audience supports each other, why they cheer for the, for the winners and the, and the tears and the, the speeches that they make from their hearts. And, you know, it, it, it's just such, it just makes me feel so proud that I could help them, you know, to, to get um, this self-affirmation, this, um, this uh, reward, this smaller reward, but in front of their peer group. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the blow. 
Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind, don't need to think it over, if I'm wrong I am right, don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free. To get this show and many resources at www.adel-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.